You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Hello and welcome back to this week's Weekly Wrap-Up here on Sprott Money News. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford, and on the line today we have our chairman, Mr. Eric Sprott. Good morning, Eric. How are you doing today, sir? Jeff, good morning. We're going to weather the storm. Weather the storm indeed, indeed. So first, Eric, let's take a look at what's happening in the world economy. Um, we can see things haven't gotten much better since last week. They haven't been good in a while. What are your thoughts in terms of what we've been seeing this week? Uh, well, I guess the we had the Consumer Conference Survey, which was very weak, with a lot of people losing hope and jobs harder to get going up. I think there's uh, this growing realization there's been a lot of job layoffs announced, including one yesterday, 26-odd thousand from Deutsche Bank and many, many others, many companies cutting their forecasts, many companies having weak sales, notwithstanding beating the estimate, quite often beating the estimate, the earnings are still down, but they only talk about the beat. I saw a disturbing data point this week, uh, which was uh, provided on Zero Hedge, where the uh, truckloads per truck, which averaged more recently, around three truckloads per truck at the beginning of October. I think the number was there was 1.7 truckloads per truck. And in the last reporting week, there was 1.3 truckloads per truck. I thought, man, that's a pretty serious decline in a very, very short period here. So I think that uh, there's the economy is doing exactly what I would have expected to get China's kind of reduced their numbers for the, for the five years forward to something around. 6.53% from 6.8. It's always been a miracle to me that it seems to always miraculously hit their number. But there's lots of uh, issues going on in China. And, of course, I always go back to the export-import data, which is weak. And we see rail car loadings in the States are weak. Car loadings in China are weak. Steel production, cement production are way, way down. Iron ore prices are at new lows. Natural gas at new lows. There's all sorts of signs that there are problems there. So the economy is the same old, same old. We're just going nowhere. So then likewise, Eric, looking over at the Fed's decision yesterday, we can see that Fed finally had their meeting and they released their thoughts in terms of what's happening for the future of the American economy. What are your thoughts in terms of what they're saying? And likewise, this interest rate hike that doesn't seem to be coming about anytime soon. <laughs> this is the threatened rate, rate hike increase since 2006, right? We've been waiting nine years for a rate increase. There was no rate increase. I think it's almost too impossible to imagine a rate increase by changing the words that the committee will consider raising rates at their next meeting, which of course is December. Everyone then jumps to the conclusion that the rates are going up. But I, I should point out that in the minutes of the meeting, they did use the same old verbiage that, you know, it'll depend on circumstances at the time. And of course, the circumstances at the time are getting worse all the time. So, you know, we had a horrible jobs number, the last report. I've talked about con- the consumer confidence numbers. We're going to get some other numbers out here that I think all will indicate that, well, we had GDP numbers of 1.5%. We had very little reported inflation. I think there's lots of inflation. If you ever use the increase in healthcare costs, I mean, inflation is way beyond any 2% number they use. So I just don't see that they will increase rates, but they want to always sound like they're being vigilant, even though bottom line is ever since uh, the mid-2000s when they created the housing bubble, they've been anything but vigilant, and that goes for almost all central banks in the world. So I think the chance of a rate increase are are slim to none in the December uh, period. Uh, It would be shocking if there was one. 
I just think they put it on the table to make them sound like they're reasonable when they aren't reasonable and they don't really have a policy. And I mean, we can all get a laugh out of the exit strategy, which was talked about many, 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 many years ago. Well, they've never sold anything. They keep expanding the balance sheet all the time by using the principal and interest proceeds from their mortgage uh, portfolio to keep reinvesting in bonds. So the Fed, I think, is there's been policy mistakes and they just keep making them all along. I don't see a way out of this that will cause any meaningful recovery. So, Eric, moving over to precious metals, we can see that gold has made some movements this week, some good, some bad, but the ride continues on. Please give us your take on what's been happening in the precious metal markets this week, Eric. Well, of course, like most times, it's pretty sickening in the sense that we saw exactly what happened in the rise in gold here, that all this speculative buying came in and hedge funds and various other investors. And, of course, every ounce of buying was met with naked shorting of gold by the commercials such that their short position is pushed up to close to $50 billion of gold being short. And obviously the move after the Fed rate increase was totally orchestrated. There was nothing in those minutes that was negative for gold, but there never has to be. They just, the commentary always follows the action. And uh, it was sort of interesting that gold gets hammered because rates are going up. And while the stock market goes up because rates are going up. Like it's just, just so ridiculous and it's so manipulated and it's so obvious to anyone. And the commercials just move things around. Of course, we have options expiring this week, particularly today, Friday in London. Uh, so maybe come 1030 when London closes, we might, or maybe it's even 1130 now. When London closes, we'll see uh, gold and silver put in a bit of a rally because they always like to move it to some number where they basically reap the rewards from all our clients who have misbought options and uh, they always end up taking to the price where the, uh, the clients lose the most. So I think the, the physicalness of gold is still very strong. We see uh, buying in all the, the normal countries that are buying, whether it's Russia or China or India. Coin sales have weakened off here, but I, I know that with this recent decline in prices, we've seen buying coming back into the coin business. So I think you know there's lots of work explaining that demand exceeds supply by a large factor of a year, that the central banks are surreptitiously supplying the remainder. And as I've said many times, I think they're getting down the fumes. They keep playing around in the paper markets to look like there's no interest. But believe me, there's a lot of interest in gold. So, I, you know, we still got to hold the fort. Gold's had a, a good rally since it bottomed out. I guess it was in August. We've had, had a great move in the gold stocks this month. Some of it given back here in the last few days, but it's still a solid rally. I think some of the major gold indexes rallied about 30% in the month of October. So, I think we'll get back on track here, and we got greater days in front of us, I think, rather than worse days, because you can't get away from the physical part of it. The COMEX still only has, I think, it's six or seven tons, and there's 250 times that short against it. There'll be a day of reckoning here soon when somebody comes to the table and depletes the COMEX, and or we start some geopolitical conflagration, which takes people to go, of course, we already have all these currency volatility that would make people in most countries want to own gold. So we, I think the table is long, long-term is set up for us. It's unfortunate that the commercials have yet again created a position where they can automatically move markets down and uh, flush out 
with the uh, the hedge funds here, but in in the long run and medium run, the physical will will outweigh the paper storm that we're in right now. So I'm not concerned uh, over the next few months that gold will be higher and we have better days ahead. Well, Eric, we'll be here with you watching the drama unfold. And as usual, we always appreciate your insight here on the weekly wrap-up, and we look forward to speaking to you in the weeks to come, Eric. Thank you for joining us today, sir. All the best, Jeff. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. This is Jeff Rutherford for the weekly wrap-up here on Sprott Money News. Have a great weekend.